What's going on, everybody? This is Jerome Moore, host and creator of Deep Dish Conversations. And firstly, I want to say thank you for all of support and thank you for exploring the perspectives of social change with me on this platform. I want to encourage you all to like, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube and on your favorite podcast listening platform. And make sure you give us a five-star rating if you're loving the Deep Dish Conversations. I appreciate all of the support again. I hope you all enjoy this episode. This is Deep Dish, right? Yeah, well, let's get deep. So, so I'm, I'm going deep on both sides. Everybody. I'm Jerome Moore, your host and creator of Deep Dish Conversations, and we're here with another amazing episode with another amazing guest, and all of our guests are, are amazing, but it's always uh, even more amazing when you have uh, Nashville natives on the platform, and today we have uh, violence interrupter, author, father, organizer, activist, um, just a real solid individual, uh, him being no guy about it, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Him being no guy straight to the pizza, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't waste no time. <laughs> man, how life been, man? Twenty twenty two. Oh man, I have no complaints. My life been great. Um, congratulations, man! I know you had a uh, a newborn. Yep, couple my months, yeah, a uh, couple months ago, man. Uh, congratulations, man! I had a uh, he ain't no newborn. No. He a toddler now, but I had my my first son, my own, my first child uh, in May twenty twenty. And so he be two, he be two coming up in a couple months, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, my first man. It's you run around the house like crazy, man. Man, right hey, he an outside baby. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He a warrior. You know what I'm saying? He a, he a warrior. That's how I want him. Um, how the pizza? It's good as hell. <laughs> <laughs> man, I always shout out to three one two. We got a we got ham being on. We got him a deep dish. And he gonna take home a thin crust to the family. So make sure y'all get that. If he ain't taking home, that means he ate it in the car or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, him. Man, I wanna get straight into it, man. It's your first time on the platform, man. I've been, um, we got a mutual friend that put us in contact, like a brother to you, family to you. I appreciate it. I'm good, good, appreciate it. I appreciate Drake, man. I appreciate you making that connect. And, um, Man, um, this is our first time, like, really sitting down to have a conversation. We ain't bumped into each other, and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, shook it up and showed love or whatnot. But, man, this, I'm really interested in getting to your story, man, your background, and also just your transformation and how you've been able to build power and just use your past to not only better your future but try to better the future of others yeah. uh, that might have grew up in the same environment, uh, face the same barriers, uh, on the peak of, you know what I'm saying, just making the same decisions that you made. In your adolescence and your young adult life, man. So for people who don't know, man, who's him being no guy about it, man? You know, there's a brother. Well, I'm a brother who uh, was blessed and chosen to be the raise for my mental death. You hear me? Mm-hmm. And that's where you get the guy by the power from, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we all understand that our body is a temple. Of whatever you call Allah God is where it dwell at within your body, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's where the name God body come from. And uh, like I said, man, it was just a blessing just to be able to raise from that mental death. Cause once upon a time in my life, 
I was a savage, you know what I'm saying? I mean, mm -hmm. I was deaf, dumb, and blind to the truth, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know what it was to be a man, how to be a man. Mm -hmm. I was just raised up in my environment, which was uh, poverty, you know what I'm saying? I was born and raised in Dodge City, and if you know about that, right, if you know about where I'm from, then you know it's a loving community, you know what I'm saying? Right. But as men, you know, we go through whatever it is we go through, you know what I'm saying? It's like right. me plus... I can name 25 brothers that I grew up with. All of them been charged for murder. You know what I'm saying? So we kind of come up in a uh, in a hell of a lifestyle. Right, you know what right. I'm Man, growing up in that lifestyle and that environment, that, you know what I'm saying, many, many of us, you know what I'm saying, kind of just unintentionally fall victim to a lot of times just because that's where we born. That's that's why our parents can afford to live. Um, and, you know, that's just what we are. Man, how did you navigate just growing up in Dodge City, man, and some of the things that you've seen, some of the things that, you know, you, you when you look back now, say, damn, you know, like those are like pivotal decisions or moments that I made in my life that I, you know, if I would have chose maybe a different route, maybe <clears> I wouldn't have, you know what I'm saying, maybe I wouldn't have, you know what I'm saying, had to, you know what I'm saying, face I, I really, fed time and stuff like that. You know, like coming up in uh public housing or just, you know, going to these schools, they, they don't teach us nothing in school that empowers us as black men anyway. So, you know what I'm saying, we, we, we stuck, you know what I'm saying, it ain't, we over there by force, not by choice. Right. You know what I'm saying, we born over there, that's what we, that's what we grew up at, and we had no choice but to adapt to the situation. Right. You know what I'm saying, you either going to be, you know, you're going to be fooled or you're going to eat the you're food. You're going to be a lion or you're going to be a sheep. Yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. the case may be. So, uh, and we actually some good brothers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just based on the environment and based on how it is, we felt that we, uh, however we felt the need to survive is what we did. And like I said, with no no decision that I made personally that got me here today, I just I I, I guess I can say I survived the gunshot wounds and I beat the life sentence. That's how I got to where I'm at. You know what I mean? As, as far as being alive and free, man. A lot of things that you've lived through, and I know you you are artist too. You know mm -hmm. you do music too, and this is a um, I, I don't think controversy is the right word, but it's a many people have opinions about rap music, right? Yeah. And in the which and the manner how some artists express the same things as you actually lived and been through. Yeah. Some people will call it storytelling and say, "Hey, this is my story." Some people to look at it as like, man, maybe maybe artists of the commercial artists that we hear on the radio, or maybe glorifying <clears throat> the bricks, the projects, maybe glorifying violence, maybe glorifying uh, selling drugs, moving weight, whatever it may be. Man, what's your thoughts on that, man? Being I mean, a person that come from that, live that, yeah. and an artist yourself. Yeah, well, you know, it's just that's what. That's what a man or woman mind is at that point. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, and and like with me, I can just wish them the best. You know what I'm saying? Cause I don't, I don't been through everything that a street nigga can possibly go through. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. On all levels. So when you hear my dad pushing death and destruction, you know what I'm saying? It is someone my dad faking in front and just, you know, being paid to just put that shit out there, right. you know what I mean, which is going to make shit bad for us, but it's some dudes that just actually live that. Right. And that's the story they got to tell. So I don't knock them, you know what I'm saying? It's just, right. you know, hopefully somebody can get up under them and guide them in a direction because, you know, when you're young, you know, they, they're just young, dumb, full of cum. So hopefully they survive the gunshots and the uh, 
the life sentences and be able to uh, change their life and start moving better. Because as they grow, they'll look back and understand what they, they, the foolish uh, ways they had. But, you know, you got to respect what people had in life. Life sentence. Because before we, before we can uh, attack them about how they is, I'm sure somebody out there so we can get together. Mm-hmm. So I ain't, I ain't knocking the man, you know what I'm saying? I don't condone death and destruction on my people, but I, I understand... You know, that's just how some people are. And hopefully they survive it. Life sentence, man. Some you face and beat. Mm-hmm. Man, can you t- can you can you walk us through that? For especially people who don't understand <clears throat> the criminal legal system. Yeah. Um in that process and maybe some things they try to throw at you. I'm saying whether it's, you know, the defense, maybe it's the judge, whoever it may be, the system in itself is really just trying to railroad you and try to bury you. Yeah. Um, man, walk us through that process, man, and just from the time that the situation happened when you was facing your offense to the time that, like, shit, you had to had to take your time. Really, really just, to be honest, you know, uh, I know this probably going left field, but I just want to make sure I say these words, the field of black Messiah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They feel the rise of... The black man is gonna lead their people in the right direction. Hear me. And by me being, by me coming from Dodge City, I never in my life been in, in no kind of gang as they call it. You know what I mean? Right. But the police and the system lies on me and, and fabricate stories as if I am in a gang. And I never been in the gang ever in my life. Why you, you think know? they put that on your back? Why you think they put that target on you specifically? As, as you know. It don't shock me when a snake act like a snake, you know what I'm saying, or a devil act like a devil. It don't surprise me, you know what I'm saying. I understand why they do it, you know. It's to destroy me and have a way they can use it against me, you know what I mean, to put add, probably try to put a RICO charge on me or something like that. They got to tag me into some kind of game to be able to make that happen. So I'm already knowing they're doing it for my destruction as they planning and plotting, but it ain't going to happen like that. But with me being from Dodge City, you know what I'm saying, it be, you know, It'd be a lot of murders going on in the city or whatever the case may be. And, you know, when they and, and, and they don't know who the hell doing what. Right. So, you know, word of mouth, people are lying, put your name in certain things. And they always wanted to have me in jail. So uh, Detective Baltimore was a detective on my case. And uh, he had witnesses fabricate stories on me, which got me locked up. How long was that sentence? I did a year and a half, then went to trial and, and beat the... Beat it in, uh, beat it in a trial. Man, I had um. You had to go to trial. Like if I had to get found guilty, I'd have did fifty-one years. What was the plea they were trying to offer you? They offered me fifteen years. Uh, that Friday, and I had to go to trial that Monday. Fifteen at what percent? I don't even remember what percent it was. At that time, I wasn't even trying to do the fifteen because the type of dude I was, I'm already knowing I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get into some shit and I'm going to end up flattening my whole fifteen. Right. Regardless, so I wasn't trying to take no fifteen years, especially for something I ain't do. Right. Man, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Raheem Buford here in Nashville. He did 26 years. <clears throat> um, he shot a gun into the floor and then he ended up doing a robbery and ended up hitting the man. And they tried to, you know what I'm saying, railroad him. He's out. He's free. He's done a lot of work around felonism right now. But um, I bring that up to say um, he had mentioned that if most if if most people just took it took it to trial, you know what I'm saying? Most people will probably <clears throat> will probably win or to throw off the whole system because so many people are just playing out, and mm-hmm. then those are convictions, you know. But if most people 
just took it to trial, you know, it kind of it overload the system, especially here. He was speaking specifically here in Nashville, but he was probably thinking about even nationally. You know, uh, if more if more people just say, "Hey, I'm, let's go to this, just take it, just take it to trial," but that's what it comes to. A lot of people have indigent, uh, indigent defense, or just indigent, don't have the resources, the money, and so even though they might think like, "Yeah, I, I didn't do nothing. This ain't me." How the system is set up, especially for a black man, I would say, <clears throat> especially we're gonna take that plea a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? Most people do. You know, take that plea. Because that's the safer, that's the safer <clears throat> route, safer bet. And when you talking about somebody throwing out fifty one years, it's like, damn, how old it am depends, I now? It depends on what kind of case you uh, playing out for. Mm-hmm. Now, murder, yeah, you want to take it to trial. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But like, if you get caught red handed with drugs and stuff like that, you might not want to take it to trial. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> yeah, you gotta be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I ain't knocking his his avenue or the way he say. You know, if it's, if it's going to overload the system and do something where a lot of brothers can be free, then that's a conversation we can have right. and a mood that we can put together. But, you know, it's hard for people to go in there and, and accept or uh, take the chance of getting life in prison when right. they can take X amount of time. Right. So you, It's man. a fucked up position to be in. Yeah, man. But, like, with me, it just, you know, everything happened for a reason, but, you know, it was my, my, my murder case was actually built on... Uh, Last though, they just wanted me locked up for something. You know what I mean? Lies, and to this day, you know what I mean. This the best. This the best I ever lived in my life today. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about two two feet, ten toes down on the righteous path, doing everything I'm supposed to do as a father, as a community leader, mm-hmm. as a son, as a cousin, brother. All that I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do in a righteous manner, and the police still trying to find a reason to lock me up right now today. Fabricating stories, lying on me. Wow. Man, so my only my only assumption of that is like only only somebody that feels like somebody got a lot of power and there's some type of threat wants to go after a person so intentionally. Um, and so what what what? Why you think you so a, so much of a threat or what power that you hold that's got them afraid of you that they want to take your life away, take you away from all like take away from your from your family, from your kids, from your brothers, your sisters. You know what I'm saying? Nieces and nephews in your community. Well, they most definitely are in a process. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm here and they watching me and like I'm, I'm still drugs. I don't right. participate in no criminal activity. Right. You know, and they can say, is they blaming it on my past life or they blaming on me still being connected with the community? But the power that they feel is me being able to turn a nigga into a god. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Right. You know, I've been blessed with that kind of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, but have a conversation with my brothers and sisters and show them another valuable part of themselves. You know what I mean? And they don't like that right there. It's like the fear of the black Messiah. It's like our rise and they mind is their demise. So why would they want us rise if it equals their demise? Yeah, I know uh, J. Edgar Hoover. That's one of the things he said. You know, he feared that black messiah rising up. Yeah. Specifically, I think he was talking about uh, Martin Luther King and his transcripts during that time. Or well, anybody, yeah, any, uh, anybody that's cut from that cloth. Right. Any, Marcus Garvis, right. Noble Jurali, yep. you know what I'm saying? The yep. Honorable Elijah Muhammad and everybody right. up under him. You drop a lot of science, man, when you, in your, when I, may, when I say science, uh, math, you know, in your words, in your written text, um, how you carry yourself. Um, how did you tap into that? 
uh, into your guidance, into, you know what I'm saying, um, and when did that process start? Because I think, you know, I think it, get, it can be real easy for people to Google you and get caught up on, oh, he from Dodge City, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, this is what he looked like, this is, this is the, the, the charges, the offenses he was facing, and kind of put you in a box. But you had to do some growth. You had to transform. You mm. just you wouldn't always the the him be no guy body we see today. How God, did you, God can get put in a box anyway. Right. How did you? What was that process from mm. you finding that math, finding that science, and being able to make that part of your everyday life, and try to bestow that into other brothers and sisters to turn them into their own God body? You know, when I when I first went to the federal penitentiary, you know, I still had that. A foolish mentality, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Then I'm in the feds from Nashville and with a chip on my shoulder. So it it probably uh, the end of 2008, the beginning of 2009, I, I was selling with a brother from Afghan, 100% Afghan. And he was, uh, he was playing me like he was ignorant, but the whole time like, he was God in the personal who that brother was? You hear me? Right. And he just he, he just taught me about myself and my people. Like I I I I went against everything he was saying as far as what he was teaching me. He was telling me that we gods and we this and we that. And it kind of like and I and I just was in contact because when you're in a federal penitentiary, you're around every city, every state, every country, every continent, every walk of life, every kind of man created on this earth, you got the blessings of being able to be in there to them, and some of us take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And I was just chosen, man. You know, my cellar came in there, and he breathed on me, and I and I accepted it. Mm-hmm. I could, I could, you know, some people get caught up in the drugs and the gambling and shit like that. I could have took it around too. Right. But once he hit me with that, and then, you know, I always, I ain't never been no fucked up person. Right. So once that truth hit my ears, boy, it set me free. I got, I got, you know. Then I ran into other brothers. As far as the mathematics go, uh, 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 my brother Jahaz, you know, what I'm saying he ain't physically here no more. But you know, he introduced me into the math. But before I, before I got to the math, I had a brother, uh, Slow from Jackson, Tennessee, stand up guy. He home right now. Shout out to him. I love you, brother. If you watching this, and uh, he he knew I was old, a young hothead. You know what I'm saying? And he was kind of more. Uh, he had more sight than me. Mm-hmm. And he uh, told me go up there and check out the Minister Farrakhan. And I was rebellious against it at first, you know what I'm saying? And when I rebelled against him, the way he looked at me was like, I was like, damn, maybe I need to go try this out because it looked like I pissed him off real, real. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Right. I want to see why he's so pissed off at me not listening to this man. Right. And I went up there and listened to the minister, man. And, and that day forward, it's like you you would think I actually met the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in person, man, because that man is. One of the main reasons that I raised from that mental death, I was up there looking at him every day, all day, taking notes, and I was just captivated. Right. Like I, my time was, I couldn't wait to get up and get to the chapel and watch the minister. And then, I, and then you know, the law of attraction kick in now. So once I got to Kentucky, I'm already pulling right. people to me, and you know, right. I pull some more enlighteners towards me, and they introduced me to the mathematics, which the mathematics come from uh, Father Allah, which was Clarence Thirteen X. He was a part of the nation of Islam, so it all made it all tied into that, and it right. just you know it, it, it elevated me. What was some of the internal pushback for you? You know what I'm saying? Because um, you hear stories and narratives, or you, you know what I'm saying from peers, people that you know that you, people may know uh, in their life that you know went to the feds, to the penitentiary, to jail, and you know they find themselves, they find them purpose, they find their God in themselves. 
Um, but they got to face some 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 reflection too to do that. Um, and that can be battle whatever demons, whatever Max. Man, I feel like listen, man. I feel like I felt like a child. You know what I'm saying? Because I was going to watch the minister. Like I said, I come back. My cellar was the Afghan brother. Right. You know what I'm saying? He called himself Juice. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. you know he felt like Tupac was one of the. Um, the best man ever walked the planet. Right. This an Afghan now. I'm telling you from Afghanistan here. Right. And uh, and I just remember uh accepting it, you know what I mean? And and I remember feeling like a child. You know what I'm saying? It was just like damn, everything that I thought was real, it was right. fake as hell and you know, once you start valuing yourself and loving yourself and respecting yourself, you can reflect that love and respect on others. So that's how I'm able to move how I move today. You know what I mean? I never go for nothing. You know what I'm right. saying? I ain't, I, I ain't with that disrespectful shit. Right. But I know how to uh, move and operate and not put myself in positions because I know myself. Right. So I ain't right. going to put myself in a position where I'm going to end up fucking somebody up right. or even put myself in a position where I might have to be fucked up. And that and that take that take maturity. And, and, the, and, the, and, and what makes it so easy for me is because I understand the mental, you know what I'm saying, yeah. death that my people suffer from. Right. So ain't no use for me trying to and, and no. you understand, like, those who've had to take it to that point, you understand the uh, the mental capacity that you got to have to stay in that zone. And then, and, you don't, and if you really want to be a better person, you don't want to see yourself in, in savage and beast mode because you, like, if you know yourself, you know what come with that. You know how far you will take it. Right. Yeah. And, that's, and, and that's destructive. Not I mean, only you know, you, it, it, they can be destructive to other people. It's a, you know, uh, it's a, it's actually a beautiful thing to be courageous enough to go to war. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's all about what you want to go to war for. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So I ain't right. finna be going to war about no dope, no drugs, no motherfucker right. looking at me crazy. Right. All this shit right there, you know what I'm saying? But I ain't gonna... I'm not the type of person you're gonna come up and just do whatever you want to do to him. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? You're going to respect me like I respect you or right. we can take it wherever you want to take it at. Right. I'm going to defend myself at all costs. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I will. I will fuck somebody up if I have to. Right. But the way I move... That energy ain't even coming to you. Nah, hell yeah, nah. You know nah. what I'm saying? I ain't no that shit right there. I don't right. got nothing but love for my brothers. You hear me? Right. And when I say, and I'm talking about, I love all my brothers. I ain't, I ain't a part of no beef. So I don't give a fuck right. who beefing with who right now. Right. That shit don't got nothing to do with him being no. You hear me? Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I, 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 I move in love, and I know, and I ain't talking about that old emotional ass love. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that'll be fake. Then I'm talking about love to me being the, the highest elevation of understanding. See, right. I understand how my people operate, and if I can give any, anything, I'm gonna give them some light. I'm gonna give them some direct to make themselves better. Right. That's what I'm here for. That's my job. What was that transition for you like? <clears throat> getting out the feds, man, coming home, being a um, being a free man, um, not in cage no more, man. I mean, it was a beautiful thing, you know what I'm saying, being released and having the knowledge of self, but I still played myself because of my financial situations. So, you know, getting out the feds in 2010, you know, I came up on a situation where I was uh, selling drugs. Mm. You feel me? So I couldn't turn it down at that point in my life. You right. know what I'm saying? We're talking about, what, 11 years ago? Right. Yeah. I wasn't about to turn down no Bentleys and BMWs and right. drop tops and being yeah. able to do what I'm, I want to do when I want to do it I'm at on. that point. So you bring up a good point because a lot of folks, a lot of, a lot of men and women, get out of the penitentiary system, the feds or the jail, and they and 
the the same system that's trying to rehabilitate create barriers for that to happen because you can't get housing you can't get employment you can't get you know gain for employment that that's respectable that's gonna allow you to provide for yourself and your family um and then depending if you're on parole or probation there's other fees and things that it just make it difficult for people to 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 really get to the point where they can rehabilitate and become a a, a, a better person that they're trying to become and not take those other temptations um, well, they really don't want to. They really don't want to divulge him, but it's like you ain't leaving me no choice, and I'm I'm not gonna just sit here and be no sitting duck. Yeah, so, I, I, that's what I used to think, and that, and that kind of thinking right there tricked me out my freedom. But it's you know, whenever you, I ain't knocking nobody for however they want to move. Is that what you do? You hustle, you hustle. Right. I don't gotta condone it, but I ain't here to knock you because there's some shit I can get right about myself. Right. But you can't even expect nothing beautiful from selling no drugs. You know what I'm saying? Because right. we got to deal with the law of karma. If people believe in that, right. whether they believe in it or not, the law of attraction is real. Right. So no matter how good we are, we'd be good brothers. It'd right. be good brothers out here selling drugs and yeah. doing whatever they're doing. But look at what you're doing. You're pushing poison out there to people right. that's destructive to people. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. No. And, and, and that got a, a law of attraction that's going to get your ass put in a twist one way or the other. What could have been done far as around the criminal legal system when people are released? What what do you think could be done or reformed or reconstructed where those temper temptations are less tempting because there are things in place for people that have been recently uh, released from incarceration? Well, listen, man, I'm going to tell you straight up, man, the... the the best thing we can do for ourselves is get us a true knowledge of ourselves. Okay. Once we get a true knowledge of ourselves, I mean, uh, to know our origin, you know what I'm saying, right. our beginning. Not only know our beginning, where we come from, you right. know what I'm saying, but how do we get in the position that we're in to have some kind of direction to be able to move around today. Right. We should never fall victim to thinking, oh, I ain't got no other choice but to sell dope. You know right. what I mean? Because that's always going to trick us. Right. And then you, you put too many people in danger in the process right. of doing that right there. Like I said, I ain't knocking nobody for whatever it is they do. Right. But if we have children, right. you know what I'm saying, they need us free more right. than they need us rich. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then we got to ask ourselves, do we really love these children? Right. Do mm-hmm. we really love our women? You know what I mean? That we're going to leave out here to get watered down by another man. So I'm going to give you a scenario. Say I have knowledge of myself when I get out the penitentiary, mm-hmm. right? Say I have this knowledge I understand. But my financial situation is, you know what I'm saying, I'm down bad. And I feel like those those temptations that are out there that's going to let me provide for me and my family is me trying to do what's best for my kids, um, my Better woman. Go get your ass a job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, okay. Like, so go get a job, right? A job. But, but, but. A lot of folks come out and that job that that is because you have that felony on your record. Mm-hmm. That job still might not cover everything that you need to cover, or they might you know what I'm saying it might be hard to come by. You know what I'm saying in general. Well, they might be taking child support out your shit. Right, and maybe garnishing your wages. You know all that good stuff. So, so what do you tell me, him being old? You see me, you know. You know, uh, I ain't from Dodge City, but I'm from Bado, so I'm coming. I'm walking up the street. You know, what I'm saying you see me, I go where the Dollar General used to be at, right across the street. You see me though, you know, 
and you know my situation and you know some things that I might finna get into because of all the things I just explained to you. Like what do you what do you, what do you tell me? Like, man, hell being up, man, look, they only paying me, you know what I'm saying, say I'm twenty five, you know what I'm saying? You know I got this, this, I I'm trying I'm trying to transition out the halfway house. My six months are almost up. You know, I got I got a I got a, I got my kids and I got one on the way, you know, like but this pack right here though, I can move this and come up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what, 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 like, what do you tell us? I'm going to tell, tell, yeah, tell you, you tell straight up. I'm going to be like, listen, brother, you what know what I'm saying? Me? Thankfully that I got resources to be able to get you a job making way more than $7 an hour. That's first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And when I get you this job right here, you use this job to keep the monk off your back. You know what I'm saying? This mm -hmm. job going to be a place where you can go and bring in some kind of income while you're creating something for yourself. Now, my suggestion is that you learn who you are. You get a true knowledge of yourself. And I'm going to bless you. With whatever I need to bless you to open your mind up for you to take this route in doing so. Right. Sometimes, like, job, because if you're talking about pushing the pack, I don't even want to have no conversation with you. Okay. Because you ain't even talk about no pack to him, Bino. Right. You hear me? Now, you might want to sell a pack, but me and you ain't even have no pack conversation. Right. Because I, I don't want no connection to no shit. Like, yeah, you hear what I'm right. saying? So, I'm going to lead him to my resources and tell him he's just, you know, hey, uh, Opposition is ordained by God. That's what the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us. So we got to be man enough and strong enough to go through the hell. You know what I'm right. saying? You got to go through hell to get what you love right. Right. It's like a diamond. You know what I'm saying? A diamond, I mean, a, 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 a gold don't come out just pure gold. It's metal. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? It has waste material on it called dross. Right. So you have to burn the dross off the metal. In the process of burning the waste off of it, you're getting pure gold. Right. So we as people, we go through the hell. We go through the fire burning the bullshit up off of us so we can become more refined people. But we got to be ready to go through that struggle, which right. everybody can't handle the struggle. They can't right. handle the pressure. Right. It, it, it lead them to drugs. Them to everybody out here on pills. Right. You know what I'm saying? They 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 they, they dress sharp as a motherfucker and got them gone on on them pills like people gone on them crack back in the day. Right. You know what I'm saying? They on heroin. You right. know what I'm saying? Alcohol right. and and that's what pressure do to those who ain't strong enough to think. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because knowledge is the foundation that we think on, that we stand on. You know what I'm saying? Right. And people only activating off what they know. So if this table is is the foundation, right? Right. And you know this much. And I know this much. Who got the advantage? You do. You feel me? So you want to activate off what you know. This all he know or she know, and this right. how she acting or he acting. That's but the, the more they know, yeah. the more you grow. Shit, so cliche now because when they say knowledge is power, people say it so much without uh, showing you the shit. It's like right. it's not real, but it's really real. Right. The more you know, the more you grow. You need to find some kind of way to uh, eat up some. Eat some good food. Right. Because you got, motherfuckers got cell phones, a right. bunch of dummies with smartphones, you feel me? Right. Ain't no excuses. Right. Take your ass on YouTube. Like when we growing up now, you go through Instagram, you see things about healthy eating, positive right. vibes. We didn't have that shit coming up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's your choice. You're going to make the choice to either start eating right, mm -hmm. you know, mentally, physically as well. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and, and trust in the process that doing things like this. And, how, and, and then, then this is another thing. These same motherfuckers who be going through the hell and crying and complaining, they say they believe in God. But see, they're really non-believers. Because if you believe that God really have your back like a self, God with you who can be against you, then what the fuck you complaining about? Mm -hmm. You understand that this right here is a process. It's a learning situation. It's right. actually not no bad thing. Right. It's just a thing. Right. So we need to learn and grow from that. But some of us can't handle the pressure and some of us don't want it. Right. And everybody ain't meant to go on the other side. Right. So you're going to have those who get in and take it because motherfuckers go to jail all day 
And when you go to jail, you wasting your damn time if you don't learn nothing else. Right. So some of us gonna go there, get caught up, probably hustling, caught up gambling, caught up doing anything but being a better person. And then when they get out, they're going to act like, well, I don't got this, well, I don't got this, because people ain't taking the time to invest in themselves, to make right. themselves better people. So they come up with these excuses and pity parties and shit like that versus actually sitting down and doing something. Because I, mean, I know some brothers who done done 20 years in the federal penitentiary, came home, right. selling drugs wasn't even a thought, right. doing illegal activities wasn't even a thought process, and they done made that shit happen. I'm talking about living testimonies, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I suggest people watch brothers like uh, Slow, you know what I'm saying, from Nashville, Tennessee. Brothers like LT, man, you know what I mean? Because those are good examples, you know what I'm saying, where they ain't using no excuses. You right. feel what I'm saying? They get, get out of jail and get them and they had their mind set on mm -hmm. beautiful things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hey, right. I'm sure they ran across hard times, but they were man enough and strong enough to go through it and overcome that shit, and they living testimonies, bro. Right. Ain't no excuses out here. Right. What's going on everybody? This is Jerome Moore, creator and host of Deep Dish Conversations. And I know y'all enjoying this episode, but just real quickly, make sure y'all hit that subscribe button and hit that notification so you can be notified when we drop new episodes and interviews, all right? I appreciate all love and support, and let's get back to this episode. So, you, you got out, and you started selling drugs. In 2011, for the record. For the record, 2011, for the record. Got indicted in 2012. Conspiracy drug charges. Since you back to the feds? No, nah, it was a state case. State case, okay. It was me and four other guys, all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stood tall. How'd they end up coming out for you? I did uh, 25 months and came home on probation. What was the difference between you coming home the first time versus the second time? Well, the first time, you know, you know, I don't give a fuck how much you know, you can always grow. Mm -hmm. So I use, I tricked myself out of my freedom by thinking that, not by not being able to turn down a, a situation, because right. it was a big situation, you know what I'm saying? I had everybody in the city coming to me to to be supplied or whatever the case may be uh, 11 years ago. Right. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I want you know, I, I ain't never had shit for real, for real. So being able to buy Bentleys or Porsches or houses and whatever I want to do, I just didn't turn it down. I felt weak to my thoughts. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I went through my file. You know what I'm saying? I right. came out better. This time, ain't nothing. Right. You hear me? Right. I, and, 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 and I'm already knowing, you know, as a man, think of so as he. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I trusted myself and, and I built me a situation in the move. You hear me? Right. Because I'm a civilizer. And being a civilizer, you know what I'm saying, we're responsible for to civilize, we supposed to lead the people to the water. We can't make them drink, but it's our job to lead them to the water. Right. So right now, I got brothers in the hood that I see God in. I can't help that another motherfucker that they can't see God in each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't think themselves valuable enough to see them. And then the scripture tell them what it is about themselves. But I see God in my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they let Saul be Paul. But right. Saul was... A fucked up person, but we honor Paul, Saul turning to Paul and giving us Jesus. We right. honor that, but we can't honor our brothers and sisters that's out here, Saul's. Right. If I see Paul in them. Right. So now when you see me out here trying to turn a Saul into Paul or a nigga into a God, then the, the police hate me so much, they're looking at it as if I'm doing some criminal activities by giving a person a chance to be a better person. Right. What is your thoughts, man? on our 
police system here on MMPD. I don't, I don't even understand the question. To be honest, like my thoughts. Like yeah, what do you like? What is like? Cause you hear this ever since George Floyd, right? Mm -hmm. It's been heavy on the fun of police. Uh, different type of police alternatives, community police, mm -hmm. uh, reform police, all these things, man. Um, and we've had our share of police killings here in Nashville. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, Daniel Hambrick, to be for example. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. R.I.P. him and his family. Long live, long live the brother. And um, you know, I know, I know his, his family's still healing. I'm sure, still grieving and, and trying to heal. So what are your what are you, man? What are your thoughts on that, man? Do you do you I mean, see do you see is do you see another way of policing ever being done? Is it possible? Is it true reform, or is it or is it more need to be abolished? So speaking on the Daniel Havard situation, just the officer was wrong. He had to kill that man, right? And he should suffer whatever consequences come behind when you take a person's life like that. You know what I mean? And uh, you know. Yeah, he wasn't shit for that, the police officer on that case right there. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you're dealing with, this is what, this is what police, you know, they, they, they pride for people. You know what I'm saying? And, and and then you got, just imagine if you got white police officers from other cities and other states coming to police uh, communities in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. These young-ass white boys and white girls don't know how to engage with black people. Right. They just don't. Right. They wasn't raised to know how to engage with black people. So I seen a video that you had, like, filming them. Like, uh, I can't remember how long ago this was, but I know you was like, hey, man, what y'all doing Who, What y'all doing in my, in, in my community? Who told y'all to come here, right? So uh, you being a violence interrupter, organizing a leader, is it? I don't know if that's exactly what I said, but look, I was making a but, point, But though. I know you was, I can't remember, I can't, I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember what you said in the video, but yeah. I just know it was some, some degree yeah. of what you were saying uh, just now. But um, is there you being in the position that you in and understand that police exist the way they exist, right? They there. Is it is there an ideal situation or relationship that community members like yourself and organizers and leaders like yourself is it an ideal relationship that you all can have with police in any particular type of way, knowing that hey they're gonna be here. I mean, I, gotta, I, I feel it, like I can have a relationship with anybody that's uh, want to have anything to do with moving uh, my people forward, liberating okay. my people. Okay. Anybody who want to put in some work and help us to become a better people. I ain't knocking your your, right. your color don't mean nothing to me right. or your job title. You hear okay. what I'm saying? But I ain't fucking with no evil and filthy and uh, lying and corrupt people, whether they police officers, whatever the case may be. Right. And like I said, you know, police officers got to learn how to engage with the community, which they don't know how to do. What's the best ways for them to do that? They got to they got to get taught by brothers like myself. They're going to get taught, you know what I'm saying, right. people who know how to uh, have you deal been, with the people. Have you ever been invited to talk to to officers that might be patrolling Dodge City? Have I mean, you, I done had conversations with, you know, all the you know, a lot of officers mm -hmm. in front of the community. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like I say, the question you're asking is, could a relationship be made? Right now, the children don't respect the police. Right. Not because the children are bad, it's just because the the image that the police don't put out there themselves give don't the community don't like. Right. I'm just, and we know as black men, we know and that. And, and, and listen though, but they don't they don't want to they don't want to accept like it's not only police. 
But even people, us, mm-hmm. we don't like to be wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and, and you got some people who, when they wrong and know they ain't doing shit right, that they'll accept the chastisement and the proper teaching to become a better person. Right. Police gonna have to accept their chastisement and their teaching to become a better. Right. You know, if you talking about you riding got Nashville Guardian. Right. On your car, what do guardian mean? You right. feel what I'm saying? You're saying you're right. the guardian of the people, but you don't even know how to have a conversation with the people. Right. And that's just how it is. Like, that. how can you put a young white boy in a neighborhood who never grew up engaged with black people, who don't even know how to have a conversation with them, just walk by and just, hey, hey, like, no, you're right. the police. Right. It ain't that, I, I don't got to say shit bad about the police on this show right here. Right. I don't got to say nothing about them. Right. The record reflects. Right. You know, everybody's on TV. We see what they do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just like, God damn it, they'll, they have me on the news, mm-hmm. and they'll say, this person did that, and try to make what another person do reflective, reflective of me. Right. But when these motherfucking police officers out here uh, uh, beating the hell out of people, killing people, right. uh I'm talking about running in their homes and killing them. Right. The other police officers don't want that to be a reflection of them, though. Mm-hmm. But y'all motherfuckers will sit up here and try to make somebody else's actions be Hambino actions. Right. And, and that's bullshit. Right. So that's how, the, that's how the people look at them. You know what I'm saying? They look at them as if they was the white boy who killed George Floyd. Right. You feel me? But right. when I look at the white boy killing George Floyd, I'm not surprised. Right. I'm not surprised at the devil being the devil. Right. Now, I don't think people, people who... People who know and understand the history of police. It's traumatic watching yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But look, this is another thing to it, though. Because of the pictures that have been painted of black men in the United States via movies, propaganda, news, police officers have the right for, for they have the right to be scared of us when they see us, right? But we don't get that same respect. We don't have the right to fear them and act on their fear. Because if we do... Oh, you know, we're going up the road. But, but they can kill us with that same type of fear of propaganda just because we black men and they can get off from it. Even if it's true if they feel it's based on movies or whatever the case they what, done what, what else is implicit bias? What else could it be? But I'm just saying, you, yeah. you police officers, though, you train right. to, to handle things accordingly. Right. You don't become a police officer to be scared and shoot because you're scared. Right. Even though they, they might be scared as hell or whatever the case may be. Right. But according to what I'm seeing, you know, it's just, it's reflective of the system that's been here since uh, we've been under the oppression of this, uh, this, this country. This country, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shit, they ain't showing me nothing different. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, man, you know, my arms open. To anybody that want to come out and help in the community and push our people forward. Right. But, like, you know, seeing is believing. Speaking of that, man, pushing community forward, you have 200-man stand, Gideon's Army. Man, can you talk about those two organizations, man, and what they mean to you and then what that means, what they mean to you as far as pushing the community forward and being active in that uh, in those two one you co-founder the 200 man stand with Otis shout out to Otis uh, mm-hmm. Carter um, and then we're getting his army man 37208 and uh, the work y'all doing it's in that area in Dodge City just really all over Nashville man mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just not even yeah. gonna, I'm not even gonna say, say in, red yeah. boxes in cause a lot of people do that just over Nashville Cause you know when it comes to funding and stuff, and you ain't you you able to only do so much right. in a particular area. We chose three seven two zero eight at the time because it was the highest incarceration right in the country. Yeah. yeah. So, but like me myself, 
I pushed my move throughout Nashville, Tennessee, the whole city, and further, really, you know what I mean, because of my social media presence, and plus I haven't been an artist, and I've been reaching, right. you know what I'm saying, just on other brothers' platforms that right. I done done music in, so it's, it's bigger than Nashville, but, right. you know, 200 Man Stand was just an idea I came up with just based on uh, being connected with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. He had the Million Man March, you know what I'm saying, and I, and I, and I understand the power if you, and, and then man, you know, could be man or woman, you know right. what I'm saying? So I understand the power of 200 men all on one accord. I'm talking about economically, politically, and at whatever level united, that's a strong force. Right. So we started off just by uh, bringing the necessary resources to our communities, whatever they need as far as record expungements, uh, mental health, whatever level, anything they needed, we reached out to whoever could help them, and we created situations where we connected people to the proper resources that they had. So I've been, like I said, I came out of the feds in 2010 with the knowledge of myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I've been pushing that, that kind of energy out here for over 11 years now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, to the streets for over 11 years now. Right. And uh, the law of attraction, that just led me to uh, connect with our sister, Rashida Fatuga. You know what I mean? And with Gideon's Army. Because that's what I'm already doing anyway. You know right. what I'm saying? We were just able to put a team together and go make some shit happen. And we did that in doing it. Gideon's Army um, and 200 Man Stand have made huge impacts on the Nashville community. Um, and one, we like to give people their flowers on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give you yours right now, man. I appreciate just who you are, what you've done, what you stand for, for Nashville and for black men. So I want to do that on the record. Um, and just, I appreciate you. Thank you, bro. Um, no problem. I appreciate it. And the people that you, you know what I'm saying, people that you build with, I appreciate them too. And I've had an opportunity to talk with them and build with them a little bit of myself. Um, Gideon's Army, man, um, over the last couple of months, have been targeted, you know what I'm saying, by News Channel 5, Bill mm-hmm. Williams specifically. Um, What do you think all that was about, um, specifically, like just from your perspective, what do you think all that was about? And from how I seen the story, it was kind of just one side of the story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and one side of the investigation, like they had an agenda, you know, from my perspective. Um, it's one thing to realize not all organizations are going to have flaws, do hiccups or whatever, right? And that's mm-hmm. fine. If that's, if, that's, if that's the case, that's fine. But, like, tell both sides, in my opinion, don't just give the bad, like, give the good and the bad. Yeah. And then, you know, be, be, you know, constructive criticism. Don't just, like, don't just do a whole investigation and rip, rip an organization down that you know that have had so much impact in the community. That's mm-hmm. from my perspective. How did you feel about that, man, um, once you realized, one, like, Phil Williams was coming out with this investigation now, trying to five, it was, you know, just basically they, they, they going straight at y'all. Basically, you know, just trying to put the put y'all in the light in the community. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't too, it wasn't too light at all. Uh, I would say. I appreciate his platform. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the streets know me. Right. So you know, you can't you can't create no story against me when the streets know me. You right. gonna do that to people who not engaged in the streets. I'm engaged in the streets for real, right. and people know who I truly am or whatever the case may be. Right. But even with that situation with Phil Williams, uh. 
it's a bunch of lies, a defamation of character, and all that type of shit going on with the stories that he put out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, concerning myself, you know what I'm saying, and my team. You know what I mean? Because I'm I'm what you call a violence interrupter. You hear what I'm saying? And and as a violence interrupter, we're trying to interrupt violence. Right. So we're going to go and communicate and connect with those who have influence in the communities to see, you know, how they can help us calm down violence within the communities, you know what right. I'm saying, of all of Nashville, you know what I'm saying? So, right. you know, they ran their special. They was uh, focusing on Dodge City Projects and a couple of guys that we gave a chance to be able to use their influence to help bring the community down, peace in the community, and they've done a great job, you know what I'm saying? But the way they pushed them out there, they pushed them out there as if they were violence interrupters, but they never been violence interrupters, mm-hmm. you feel what I'm saying? So, and... It's kind of going back to that thing that you mentioned, like, trying to connect you or Gideon's army to something that, that really don't have nothing to do with one or two, but because they trying yeah. to target you and others exactly. will get getting his army you know, in general. It, it happened when we when we went down there and got granted that million dollars that we never get, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. And after that right there, I guess they don't want taxpayer dollars coming to uh an organization as Gideon's army, man. But so I'm y'all telling never them, got the money. No. Nah. So but they I'm They paint the right picture home. like y'all received the million dollars. Exactly, yeah, no. Nah. Because that was bro. like the whole that was pretty much from what I seen. That was pretty much like the whole kind of the narrative, like y'all got the money and then y'all didn't. I'm, use I'm, the say, money. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this with all honesty. You hear me? Because I'm a man. I can stand on mistakes or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? And people gonna always got them have something to say about somebody, man. But right. uh, sister Rashida Fatuga, that's a good woman right there, man. She ain't done nothing but open her doors up to be able to uh, help other people. Right. You know what I mean? And that's all we done done. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, long live my brother Cleveland. I'm talking right. about, man, you, hey, beautiful brother, you hear me? All right. All right. Beautiful brother, you know what I'm saying? I saw God in, man, and was, uh, was working with him and getting him, you know what I mean? Right. All the way on board, you hear what I'm saying? He right. was a good brother, man. How has that, that, that narrative with News Channel 5, the whole city watching and People drawing up their own opinions. Yeah. People are not coming, talking to you, maybe you directly or Rashida directly. they just going off of what News Channel 5 is saying because they're like, it's the news. Yeah. This must be true. Man, how's that, um, how has that story impacted Gideon's Army at this particular point? I mean, we ain't going to do nothing but keep pushing, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Falsehood, lies, right there, don't got no place in the in the uh, in the space that we in. Right. So we gonna keep on doing the work, cause that's what we born to do. Right. With or without no money, I'ma do this work. You know right. what I mean? So it don't even matter. Right. So at the end of the day, they they, they store it don't even have no weight. I, you know, hopefully, right. you know, hey, I don't mind being on their news station. Shit, I, I right. use it for promotion. <laughs> right, right. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. Because you know, I don't appreciate the disrespect. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially with my, my, my brother is not no longer here, you know what I'm right. saying? But we know that's what you gotta expect from a a, a wicked system. Did they ever Because um, I know the majority of the interviews that I seen Phil was talking specifically to Rashida and then I know you came in and, interge- and interjected when you needed to uh to clear some things up uh with Phil. 
man, um, did he ever give you specifically an opportunity to kind of break down, kind of what you breaking down now and, and clear whatever misinformation that he had? Or did you even care about that opportunity? Oh, hell no, nah. Phil can't give me shit. I don't need Phil for a motherfucking down. Right. You can feel free to put me on the station again and promote me some more. Right. You know? <laughs> right. My mother proud of me. My family proud of me. Right. My kids love and honor me. You know what I'm saying? My wife do. Right. My community do. My city do. They love and respect me. Right. So, you know, them weak-ass stories don't mean nothing. You know what right. I mean? Right. That shit was bouncing off me like... Question, though. When stuff like that come up, you kind of see who your real, who your people are. Or your friends are. Oh, yeah, for damn so. Man, did you see anybody around you? Or did you notice any change around you when all that was going on? Or around the organization? People who might have been real close, kind of distanced away. People who might have been liking posts, sharing, or anything like that. Uh, did you see any of that, man? And, Hell yeah, you're going to always see that. And then... Uh, what, you, what, what was your what was your thoughts about that man, and, or about those folks that you might have had real relationships with? I don't know, man. You know, see me. You asking about about me, man. I'm an open book. Right. You know what I'm saying. I'm the type of brother you're gonna always know how I feel. Right. You know what I mean. You don't have to worry about me talking behind your back because I'm, I'm I'm very expressive. Right. On how I feel. You know what I'm saying. And and then. You know, which you said something. I don't want to cut you off. Which you said something that was in one of your posts. You was mentioned about your brothers. About if you got people, if you got, if you can't tell your brother when he wrong, without him feeling some type of way, it was I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? He ain't really your brother then, because we should be. If I'm wrong, <laughs> him be no. You should be able to tell me, feel comfortable to tell me, hey, wrong, hey, wrong, you wrong, man. You did that. You did this. You know what I'm saying? You should be able to give. Hey, me, look, though. You should be able to, and I should be able at to the take end, it. At the end of the day. Cool. You know, you know, people evolve, you know what I'm saying? Relationships, you know, uh, most of the times are for seasons. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, unless you're dealing with your children, those are the ones that you can pretty count on them lifetime relationships, you know what I mean? But there's other lifetime relationships outside of children, but they're few. So I ain't even tripping, man. Like, everybody doing, long as a person is doing what they want to do as a man or a woman, how can I knock them? Right. Whether it's be around me or not be around me, it's all good, man. I got to respect a person being able to do what the fuck they want to do, how the fuck they want to do it, because they are the masters and directors of their own lives. So I ain't tripping off no brother or sister who don't rock with me no more. But I know one thing. Rocking with a brother like me, you get 100% me. Right. I give you 100% my platform. Right. I open my doors 100% to you to the point where my children calling you uncle and my uh, or auntie or my, my, my wife is calling you brother or sister and my mother is opening their doors up. So you get 100% him being on everything that come with me. Right. You know, and I'm going to make sure anybody who connected to me always rise, right. always become better people. Right. So I was just thankful for... Uh, Whatever encounters I had, because there's lessons behind everything. I ain't right. got nothing to say, bad to say about nobody, you know what I'm saying? Right. Doing what the fuck they want to do, because right. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. Right. You know, if it comes to a point where we're trying to uh, interfere in each other's uh, life, then then we can you know, have a conversation. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But like, it's like the streets, man. Like, niggas don't know how to have conversations today. Motherfuckers be out here just... Ready to shoot and kill a motherfucker just over anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they, ain't, they don't give a fuck about their children or their family 
eating unhealthy-ass food that'll kill them. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck about the miseducation that's going on. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck about the, the police can lock them up and, and the system, police lock them up. The system can get them unfair time. They ain't going to come out and attack the system at all. all right. But when they see a nigga, they'll shoot a nigga over anything. You know what I think that is? It's white supremacy. That's an indoctrination of white supremacy. It's self-hate. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, that's the new KKK, kids killing kids, man. You know what I'm saying? That, but that's self-hate, though. And that's, and, and that's that's something that I had to check myself on in my own self-hate because it was a time where if I seen you, you know what I'm saying? And because you look like somebody, you look like me. You know what I'm saying? You you look like me. I might I might just clutch on my gun a little closer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I see myself as a threat, so I see people that look like me. Other black men as a threat. That's an indoctrination of self-hate because that's what they want me to do. That's what they want us to do. So I had to check myself on that. And, I, and that's why I, if, if I got to be anywhere where I even got to, you know what I'm saying, move like that, I don't need to be there. And so, but that took some reflection, and it took just like understanding like everything that was around me it wasn't solid. You know what I'm saying? And they real that I grew up on a thing that was real wasn't really real. Well, no, you know what man. I'm saying? But they took some work. I had to work on myself, and then do myself work, and then had to have people around me that helped me realize the same thing. We was on the same mindset for them for us to still be around each other. You know what I'm saying? And so. Um, it, it just be like that, man. It just, it just be like that sometimes. But And that's when you lack an analogy yourself. Like I say, right. man, you know, wisdom is a reflection of your knowledge. You know right. what I'm saying? Your wisdom is your ways, words, your actions, and your deeds. So how we acting comes from whatever it is we know. Some right. of us don't know how the fuck to act. That's why we act the way we do act. You right. know what I'm saying? Based on the knowledge. Like I told you, if it's all you know, it's all you're going to be able to activate on. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Man, 200 man stand still pushing. Of course, getting his arm and y'all still pushing. Of course, man. Oh, what, what's next in the community, man? What, how 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 are you gonna continue to still build? How you continue to still build the market three seven two zero eight market uh, mm-hmm. opened not too long ago, man. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and kind of just how it. it you, I, you got a new? Did your book? I know you got a new. You got a new no, book coming no, out, or no, did I already? No, it's, it's a book that I pushed out in 2017. A okay. black woman's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten yeah. steps to unlocking the greatest yeah. treasure. Y'all, y'all go get that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go get that too. But man, what, what, what else is? What else you got planned, man? No building, man. I know, I know you gonna keep doing what you're doing. But man, if there's anything kind of specific that you're working on, man, uh, or any initiatives. Uh, that you're working on out here in that. Man, you know, I got man. some great things that's about to come up, you know what I mean? Right. But, you know, I'm going to keep that in the cut. I'm just going to okay. present it. But at the okay. same time, like, we're going to get down there. Me and my brother, Big Fridge, been having conversations about getting down there to Juvenile uh-huh. so we can go breathe on our youngsters down shout there. Out, and try shout, to, shout, uh, out, shout out to Fridge, man. Yeah. He was on here uh, last season. And, uh, man, I, I got, I'm going to talk to you about some, some – I'm going to talk to you off, off camera about something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah uh, but, yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, I love that brother right there, Fridge. That's a good brother right there. But uh, yeah, you know, we just trying to see uh, whether we can be effective in our community, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't trying to get rich and move away. You know what I mean? We gonna die in this struggle until we all free. Ain't none of us free. Right. So my life already set up, man. I'm here. No matter no matter what kind of financial financial security I accumulate over these years or doing whatever I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm here. Man. I ain't going nowhere. And so I interned over there, Caden, part of his internship, he got to submit a question or two to me to ask the guest. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to ask you his question. And um, <clears throat> But this is, I just want to give him his question, his credit. Okay. All right. So uh, Caden asks, what is one thing you want people 
who are not from neighborhoods that regularly experience violence to understand about the cycle of violence in many communities. What do I want them to understand? Mm -hmm. I'll read it back to you. What is one thing you want people who are not from communities, from neighborhoods, excuse me, that regularly experience violence <clears throat> to understand about the cycle of violence? They just need to kind of understand that uh, it ain't the ones that's in the darkness that's the sinners, but it's the one who create the darkness. You know, and, and 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 even those kind of people, especially white people, you know what I'm saying, they they, they lacking the true knowledge of they self, where they really come from, you know what I'm saying? So they believe all this made up shit that they people feed them and had them looking at us, got them in sideways, cause all they know us to be is slaves. So right. if you all you know a motherfucker to be a slave, then you know what I mean, you kinda turn your nose up on us when we come gonna, through think fancy restaurants, you know what I'm saying? And feeling good and looking good and actually is good. They look at who this nigga think he is type of shit. Right. But what they need to understand is that, you know, we literally have a system that's against them. You know what I'm saying? You know, when they sang in the old say, can you see and all that shit right there, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? That system that they honor is against our people, been against right. our people, man. We're fucking slaves. Right. You know what I'm saying? Ain't ain't too much change, you know what I mean? It's just uh other ways they New how tactics. they get out, yeah. So they need to just understand I mean it's I ain't even gonna ask them to understand, man. You know, just I suggest that they get on board and do whatever it is uh they can to help us come out of that situation, because like Thomas Jefferson said, uh, he 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 said he was he feared the day. I'm gonna paraphrase him. He feared the day that God justice will wake up. You hear what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. they know how they was doing us wrong. So I suggest anybody uh, that's uh, especially if you white, you know what I'm saying, come on board and and do whatever you can to help move us forward. You know, and, and escape the judgment of Allah God. Man, how can people uh, reach out to you, man, if they want to purchase your book, if they want to provide resources, if they want to collaborate, partner? How be no God by the Instagram or Facebook? How be no God by the Facebook? H A M B I N O. How be no God by the G O D B O D Y. Facebook and Instagram. Man, uh, man, I appreciate your time, man, but I'm going to let you get the last word. Anything else you want to leave with folks that's listening and watching, man? Because you know we are we, we we international with this thing, man. <laughs> okay, okay, and so, okay. Uh, but we well, we talking directly to Nashville though, specifically. So, is anything, man? You want to you know say any words of wisdom, man? You want to leave with the listeners and viewers? <clears throat> yeah, man. I just want my young niggas to know they guys, man. You know what I mean? And uh, the more we know, the more we grow. And you know, I know we we push the we push the line that you know we don't like cooperating with the police or the system or whatever the case may be. But if we are here recklessly killing each other, then we are 100% cooperating with the system because that's what they want us anyway. They want us dead and they want us in jail. So we shouldn't be out here helping them to destroy us by destroying ourselves. I understand we're in situations where when you see the person, the person might try to kill you or you might have to kill that person right there. All I can tell you, brother, is try to make amends as best as you can, if you can, because us killing each other is insane. You know what I mean? I know you might not even understand this because once upon a time, I ain't understand or give a fuck to even hear this message right here. And if you don't give a fuck to hear my message, I respect that right there. But those who do give a fuck, I guarantee you a better life. You know what I mean? So us killing each other ain't nothing on no level. But I understand the, uh, the savage lifestyle that we be caught up in when we don't know no better. 
Can't be no guy about it, man. I appreciate your time, fam. Uh, can't wait to talk to you more off the record. But uh, that's our episode right now. Can't be no guy about it. Um, support this brother. By supporting him, you support Nashville. Um, and I appreciate y'all for checking out. Check out the next episode and the next episode and the next episode. And, uh, man, till next time, dog. What's up?